Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 221 for February 5th, 2020. That was cool to say. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like you should have run that past me before you did it. I found these little symbols. They're like, uh, for people that can't see, which is everybody, they're like little mini, like you slap them together like in a marching band, but they're tiny. They're, they're, the size it's of actually silver the dollar. symbols yeah. from he upcycled the symbols for one of them crank toy monkeys that go <laughs> ding ding ding. It's actually a real yeah. thing. It's a, I forget what they're called. It's like there's musicians that can actually do amazing things with them, but I can just do this. Don't you like duct tape those to your knees while you're you know playing a banjo or something? No, they can do all these like fast like tick 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 things. They they have little finger straps and you like, but I can't do any of that. Totally, totally. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws. Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, Tim Hollner, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Never mind. It's okay, Tim. What was that all about? Nothing. Don't worry, Phil. Um, so I, I did want to say something, though. Uh, you mentioned ISO tunes again, and I got to tell you guys, um, seriously, this is, since we got them, I've been using these for every podcast, and oh, yeah. I love them. That's these, great. These are seriously amazing. So I don't mind I don't mind uh, shouting out a product uh, that I really do like. So between between a Glock and the ISO tunes free, I'm saying, right? <laughs> great stuff. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love mine. I wear them every day. Wow. Yeah. Every day, even in the shower. I yeah, love them. Uh, always, yeah. I, well, that's when yeah. I, I charge them when I'm in the shower. Is when I plug them in and charge them while I'm in the shower and wearing them. Showering. Yep. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. That's yeah. the way to do it. What are we working <laughs> that's how on? how I save water. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Let's... The the forever handsome Bill Lutz. What are you working on? You know, um, not a lot in the shop. But what I did do this weekend is, um, in fact, during the uh, that uh, the football game that people were watching yesterday, uh, I rearranged my bedroom. I, I I took the time and opportunity. Casey had some other stuff going on, so. I uh, pulled everything out and cleaned really well and moved furniture. I know it sounds hokey, but it inspired me because next up is the garage. So I got the bedroom all rearranged how I like it because I like doing that. I, I like every once a year, once every couple of years, I like to move things around, change it up. I know I go into some people's houses and their room is the same. Their living room is the same for like ever. Casey's parents has been like that. The entire time I've been 12 plus years been going to Casey's parents' house the exact same. Nothing has changed. And hmm. I was just like, well, okay, that's just not me. I like to move things around. So I got that done. It motivated me. I went out in the garage. I started doing a little bit uh, out here, just a nitpickily little bit. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of all I did. I got inspired to get the shop organized. That's what I did. 
I have several questions regarding the the story you just laid out. Um, so the the team that played in the Super Bowl is your team. You're in San Francisco. No, no I I was happy that they lost. Okay, but just saying. So like, well, the reason I say that number one is because Kansas City deserves uh, an opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Well, their coach is like yes. the nicest guy ever. Like, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, is that the Bay Area has become really, really hostile and are full of a bunch of jerk faces. So screw them. They don't get huh. they don't get the Super Bowl this year. They need to learn to be a little nicer, and maybe their team will win. Also, maybe their defense had to get their head out of their asses in the last quarter there. I didn't actually watch the game. I just, you Casey didn't watch the home. game? It was a good well, game. Well, the TV was on. It was. Casey got home. I just got done in the bedroom, and we sat down. She's like, oh, yeah, they're winning. And then within a half an hour, they didn't win. So They were winning, and then seven minutes later, they lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's something like that. Vance yeah, went to it bed. Was insane. Vance was like, he's getting really tired, and, and he went to bed, and I, he, I was like, yeah, it looks like the game's pretty much over anyways, buddy. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks well, to Patrick so, Mahomes' uh, hurry up offense, but yeah. What, um, uh, Phil? So, do you call it soccer? What do you call it over there? What do you call it? <laughs> what do you call American football? Um, we call it football, but I'll tell you what I call American podcast mates. <laughs> Hooligans is what I call them. Yes, Sorry. we call it football. We you guys have that uh, that indoor football stuff, don't you? Like arena football? Well, we I couldn't that. tell you. I play hockey. Oh, that's kind of like arena football. <laughs> wow! You miss one week, and all of a sudden, the bitter is just coming out. It's it's not actually that, Phil. What it is? What do you is think it you is? Miss one week's it? worth of us giving you a hard time, and it just seems like we're overwhelming you. But we're just catching up one week's worth. That's all. Right. right. We're just we're behind. So this is just twice as much as normal. Yeah, Bill and I. Yeah, yeah. hold on. Let me see. Yeah. Carry the man for the yes, twice as much. Yeah. Mm. Twice as much. Okay. All right. Checkaroo. Check. Check. What about? Hey, Tim. What are you working on? Would you say? Um, similarly. If I said that right, which I don't think I did, <laughs> to uh, you did my uh, to what Bill was saying. My my wife has been like on this kick to get stuff out of the house and like giving stuff away on Facebook and like locally and selling stuff that's worth money. Trying to just like clean up because we've we've lived in this house for 15 years now. Before I lived in in this house, I moved like on average every year, year and a half. You know, even like when I was buying houses, I was flipping them. So and we have a lot of stuff <laughs> and so my and my wife has been really uh doing an amazing job cleaning out stuff and getting vance to let go of stuff because vance makes a lot of things and and collects a lot of things and uh for me all my junk's at the barn so it's not here it's like <laughs> you know but so, uh, ergo that's where my story's going is all my junk is at the barn and it's been like with the winter especially and the doors are closed like everything's just getting i keep my shop pretty clean but everything gets pushed into the sides you know like the storage areas and the storage bay has been nuts so today we had unseasonably warm weather when i went in this morning and um and so i spent a couple hours kind of trying to start and clean and organize a little bit of that side out which which felt good and besides that i'm you know working on some guitars and i made a, a cigar box guitar i was just editing the video i know bill wants to see it um i got a video coming yes. out for that next weekend Made some bongos, making some silly stuff. You know, business as usual. How about you, Phil? Hmm. Um, nothing official or anything, but uh, I started making uh, a little, just 
not videoing it or anything, just for myself, making a little a men's valet tray to hold, like, cell phone and watch and loose change and stuff oh. for next to my bed. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, one of those scrap wood sort of projects. The best kind. Using up some stuff. Yeah, so just having fun with that. Using closet um, doors, right? Using some old closet doors. Probably. Um, the ba- It's actually starting with a coffee table leg is oh. where I got the panel for that, and then the rest is sort of like some offcuts and strips and stuff. Cool. But uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not down with the DIY plywood. That is your thing. I don't want to step on any toes. Oh no, you're more than welcome to. If you make small pieces, it's actually pretty easy. Like the big yeah. sheet's kind of messy and hard to get it all. But if you make a little right. patch, you know, just like I just made some three eighths inch for the bongo I made, and so it was just three yeah. piece, three pieces of it, you know, and it was like okay. it's just awesome three eighths inch plywood, like because I was making little like fourteen inch by ten inch panels, you know. Yeah. I'm just and so what? How many how many plies does that end up being? Well, each door has three plies, and then okay. I use three doors, so it's nine veneers. Nine ply for three eighths inch. Wow. Because they're just veneers. That's what I mean. It's awesome yeah. stuff. It's beautiful. It looks like Baltic birch. It's it's kind of right. worth it. Like to do a big sheet. I think sheet it's thinner than Baltic but, birch. Oh yeah, it's definitely thinner than Baltic birch, but it kind of has because the 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 door itself kind of looks like one layer. So, you know, if you make three yeah. quarter inch, it becomes six. It looks like six layers, you know. But it's okay. actually, like, three veneers of Luan. It's, it's actually really wow. nice, like, plywood, you know. I, like, seriously, mm-hmm. like, just next time you see a door inside, grab it, cut it up, make a couple small pieces of it. You're going to love it. This three-eighth inch plywood is the strongest three-quarter inch. Wow. That's you a know? bold claim. Interesting. Well, maybe half inch. <laughs> no, but but seriously, it's like really good stuff, you know. Yeah, and it looks nice, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. That's cool. Yeah, because half inch Baltic ply, Baltic birch is usually seven, seven uh, veneers or layers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty good. Nine for three eighths. Anyways, okay, cool. Um, let's move on here. I talked about what I was doing. Um, the topic this week is. Uh, what do we say? Oh yeah, benefits package. Oh god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm renaming it. I'm renaming it. <laughs> uh, you'll have to listen to the pre-show for that one. Um, so actually, this is this stroke of genius was um, was Bill. So I'll let you introduce it. Go ahead, bud. Well, my idea was, uh, you know, we know what reclaiming is. Uh, what the benefits are. You're going to save money, um, you're going to save the planet, and you're going to be uh, kind of inspired for, you know, not having, an, you know, what, what do you call it, Tim? Well, limitations? Is that limitations. What, yeah, because so, you know, I'm personally very interested in that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's great, and we talk about that a lot, but what are some of the other benefits to reclaiming that maybe we don't think about or talk about all the time, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I just I, I think it's a fun thing to talk about. I'm curious to what you guys have. Um, I have a few ideas. Well, you things, but. have this master list that you've been working on for months. So why don't yeah. you why don't you start us off? Oh, well done, Tim. Uh, oh, I will. You're in, in fact, uh, I didn't. This I thought of because Tim, you did say that we would think of more as the conversation went. I thought I just of one thought already. Of this one when yeah. Phil mentioned he yeah. used some scraps to make his tray. And uh, so one of the benefits to, to reclaim is just cleaning up, you know, oh, yeah. Making, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. taking up some space with some scraps. We'll make something out of it, you know. So there's, there's one of the little benefits. Right on. Yeah. I think the 
probably the biggest one that is unnamed because it almost is sort of like right below the surface is like inspiration, right? So we're kind of like, we do this to sort of inspire others to think outside of the shop of how else mm-hmm. can we, mm-hmm. you know, three R's it, you know, you use, what? use, reuse, recycle, and repurpose, yeah. Re- right? Reduce. So those are the sort of reduce, reduce reuse, reuse. Re- yeah. right, recycle. Anyway, so those are the, well, a lot of R's. Maybe it's four R's, actually. Reduce, reuse, repurpose, recycle. I don't know, a lot of R's in there. Anyways, <laughs> the point being is that, you know, the stuff that we have, you know, has maybe more than one life. It has an afterlife. It has a half-life. It has, you know, you can stretch it out. And the point that the point of doing all this stuff, especially as we do it as, as content creators, is to inspire others to think more about the stuff in their life and in the shop and out of the shop. So I think maybe that's, that's one of the benefits as well. Absolutely. That's, that's a good one, too. Yeah, that kind of kind of goes with what, what I thought about as we were having our Holocore door plywood discussion is the... Um, <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> I'm sorry, just... It's such a crazy sentence to have said. <laughs> you know, a couple years ago, maybe. Now it's just pretty much every other sentence. Now it's... Now it's just a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. you know, but um, the uh, the the discovery, the the you know, going into this and making these discoveries, like that's what I get really interested in. And so, you know, I made it. It was almost it would be four years ago in March. I made my first um, guitar out of holocord doors, and it was terrible. And then I made the second one, and I made Bill take it, and that was terrible too. But <laughs> but then I but then I've started it was pretty bad. Yeah, but then I started messing with it and and uh, in, in sort of. You know, bringing it to another level and and finding these discoveries of like, oh, well, gluing three pieces together to make three is actually pretty strong, and, and and making mistakes and cutting it up and, and just learning and discovering and and so now, in my opinion, I've taken something that is like you know, I mean, everybody throws these things out, and now there are people saving them, and I'm saving them, and I'm looking at them with value. And just tonight, I got a, a message from a local musician friend of mine. Um, that's redoing his house. He's like, hey, I have I have twelve uh, hollow doors if you want them. Um, so now it's like it's like spreading, like the coronavirus. <laughs> it's it's you know, but no, it's like it's it's like it's that's spreading. In, like I know that was terrible. It's <laughs> like a good way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like the idea is spreading and, and growing, and the discovery continues to grow, and that's what I get excited about. Is it's just like it's um it's the final frontier, you know. Oh, absolutely! The, the discovery. How of many new Star things. Trek references are you going to toss out? Is this like the meow game? <laughs> you have to drink every discovery. time. Discovery, final frontier. Yeah, you got to drink every time I say one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my friend Jean Luc just called me a few minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bill. You were talking about the search for Spock. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was saying you know uh, an, another thing that we don't often think of. Uh, about reclaiming is the warp drive. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, it's the whales. The whales. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Um, uh, uh, one of the things uh, to inspire, um, Bill. You, you said may, one of the things I wrote down that ties in with that as well is uh, the community. I mean, the reclaiming mm. and upcycling and recycling community is it's out there. It's not. It's it's a subset of the maker community itself, but it's like everybody's excited. You know. Um, mm-hmm when they come up with something or redo something I mean it's it's, it's fun it's, it's a fun community you can get advice on stuff uh, people have reached out to me on what to you know what would you do with this or we've had the imagination game everybody gets involved in that it's just fun it's just fun this whole community of people that 
that do what we do usually better and much better than, than we do, uh, it's, it's fun. I like it. Hmm. Okay, I got another one. Um, this is going to sound weird, but uh, skill building, right? So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. a good one. It's not weird. Like, there's no, there's no cost to making any mistakes with sort of reclaim, right? Like, you mess it up, who cares? So you get to really practice how would you fix mistakes, how do you work with imper- imperfect material, so that when you do go to head to make your, you know, your, uh, your magnum opus of a dining room table, you know, and, and you did pay for $1,000 worth of oak or walnut or whatever the case may be, you can approach it with a little bit more confidence because you've done problem solving on material that you could just practice on, who cares, you know? So I, I like that aspect of it. Is is just skill building. Well, absolutely. I mean, you make you make a coffee table out of reclaimed materials, and that would be like making five uh, regular, like t- typical woodworking coffee tables. Because everything mean, goes wrong. <laughs> well, it's, it's not only that everything goes wrong, but I mean, the, just the different aspects. You've got you've probably got ten different processes you use. Even though the tolerances are, are great or easier or looser, right? You've got mm-hmm. ten different processes to make that one piece look the same as if you have a piece of dimensional lumber. Yeah. I mean it's like the skill building is, is excellent. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean like you start with some eight quarter walnuts, you know, and you bring it down to exactly what you want to bring it down to. You pick the exact straight grain that you want. You know what I mean? Whereas with, with reclaimed you kinda of really this is what you got. So you better make do, you know, so you figure out. How many out of these sort of, can I glue together? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I just watched a couple of the mo- more recent Paul Jackman videos, right, where he's making lumber out of strips of wood. You know, he's he's so not like, a normal human, though. No, he's not. And I mentioned that in the comments to him. I, I think I said to him, I am exhausted from watching you work. So, you know, yeah. that that's the kind of thing. Like there's so much work that goes into making just, you know, a board that – if you ever do work with, you know, like a 12 inch wide piece of eight quarter walnut, you're kind of like, wow, this is way easier. Kind of like uh, using a practice puck in hockey. They're much heavier. So by the time you use a real puck or a regular puck, it just feels like nothing because it's super light. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Yeah. Everything goes back to hockey, as I like to say. It, yeah, it always goes back to hockey. <laughs> yeah. It, Classic it, hockey. Yeah, that's, um, that's absolutely true. And, you know, I, I think about it sometimes as I work that. I'm actually probably, like, if, like, a a traditional woodworker that was going out and buying wood watched me in the way I work, they'd probably be like, this guy's actually kind of wasteful. Like, I I would, because I can just, like, grab the centerpiece of that piece of pallet, cut the two ends off, and throw them in the fire pit. Yeah. And it's like, there's, like, no, (laughs) and it becomes just the way you work. Like, I have, it's like, oh, because, especially because I burn my scrap. And so, you know, you're, like, it's not, like... The difference is, I guess, you're, when you're buying the the eight quarter walnut, you're cherry picking at the store before you bring it home, and we're right, not doing that. Right. We're bringing it all home, and then we're and then we I then I probably leave a lot more, uh, you know, wood in my in my wake than most woodworkers. But it's like because mm-hmm. it, there is no wake. I mean, I, it was literally going to the dump, you know, if I didn't take it, or it was, you know. So um, yeah, I think about that sometimes when I do have the rare occasions where I do buy some new piece of wood. I'm like, oh, I gotta. I got to straighten up and fly right for a minute and think, you know, I got 50 bucks invested in this piece, you know, like I got to, yeah. you know, I got to like, like think before I just go running through the table. So I go, no, oh, I screwed this one up. Let me grab another one, you know? So yeah, there is no other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the other one's at the store and it costs another 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that brings up uh, another, another thing is uh, the time saving that you can get. And I, I think 
like talking with Paul Jackman, how hard he works at, at that. But at the same time, like you were saying, Tim, if you go to the lumber yard, you got to buy a, you know, $150 worth of beautiful mahogany or something like that. You're going to take your time. That piece that you're making or you're commissioned to do is going to take you a long time. Whereas we talked about that the tolerance might be a little bit looser. You can kind of, you can go through 10 pallets to get the two boards you need pretty quickly, right? I'm just like, I need that, I need that, throw that away, throw that away. You know? So it does, in a way, it saves you time. You get a commission to build a coffee table. Again, you know what you're doing a little bit. You build those skills. I can definitely whoop out a, a reclaimed coffee table using fun materials, knowing that I, I don't have this pressure of, of screwing it up because if I do, I'll grab some more, uh, you know, as opposed to that big sheet of uh, mahogany, like I said, that you don't want to, you got to take your time. It's got to be perfect. The tolerances are tight. Uh, the joinery's got to be just so blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So the time savings, I think, is, is another benefit. I, I almost feel like that's a wash, though. This is the first time I've ever heard anyone say reclaiming is a time-saving because there is a yeah. lot of once, time. Once you've gone through all the time and effort and the hard work to to create to gather the materials that you need. Is what right. I'm that, that's, you, that's the wash. You, you're not going to go grab a bunch of hollow-core doors right now, right? Because you've already done that. They're there, stacked up in your, in your shop. So now if you want to make something out of them, have at it. Tear them apart. Do what you got to do. Boom, 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 boom. You don't have to worry about that. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, the investment's not there. Once Paul, once Paul ripped down those pallets and he planed them all and he cut them all, and he did his glue ups and then he did it all over again. Mm. Now that he's going to go make his piece, boom, everything's ready. It's right there, and he knows if he screws it up, I guarantee you, he made twenty percent more than he needed. Oh, sure, to, right? sure, you have to, you know. Yeah, but that's not a time savings because if he, let's say, made so much of a mistake that he had to go back and plane and thickness and dimension and glue and you know that's his time, like. The way I've always thought of it is that money and time are interchangeable. Exactly. Right? You can yeah. you can save time by throwing money at a problem, or you could save money by throwing time at a problem. And and so those so, okay, are the two maybe, things that you trade back and forth. Maybe not total time savings, but once you've gone through the effort to get your materials, okay, you, your reclaimed yeah. materials are there, it doesn't take you as long. I think just the mental pressure... I know you said, you know, what if you make such a huge mistake, but you're not going to. But there's a difference if I, if, again, if I have a slab of wood that I paid $300 for, and I screw up and I cut, I've got, it's it's 30 inches wide, my piece is supposed to be 28 inches wide, so I cut it down to 28, and then I look and it's supposed to be 29. I'm screwed. That's a bunch of time, that's effort, that's money. I, mm. I might be able to use that piece somewhere else, but for this project, I've got mm -hmm. to go back to the Here's lumber the yard, I've got yeah. to get another piece. But if I'm if I'm working with reclaimed materials and it's like I screw it up, I can just glue on another couple inches if I had right. to. Right, I can. I know, know what I mean. Saying. So right for for the project, once you've once you've done all the prep work, I think it's easier to get the project from point A to point B, uh, time wise, than it would be again if you're having to take your time. You want the joinery to be right, measure twice, cut once. Sometimes I'm reclaiming. I don't measure like four or five times, and then I then I check it. Right. <laughs> just, I feel that's a function of the flexibility of working with reclaimed. Is that no one expects right. you to have one long continuous piece of mahogany. It's okay if it's a you know a checkerboard kind of approach to it, and if you have to, right? You know, if you have to fudge it a little to get the length you needed, then it's okay. So I, I see what you're saying about time savings from that point of view. Right. right. I, I get what you're saying. Okay. But the amount of Fair work enough. that it goes into to gather materials is a whole lot more than running mm. down to the lumberyard and just throwing some wood in the back of your truck. Well, that right. That's but that's where like Phil's equation of you know throwing time or money at it is like so if you take two hours and you your rate is fifty dollars an hour and you take two hours breaking down those pallets and then if you have w equal to or more than a hundred dollars worth of wood versus buying it new at the end of that two hours then it's 
you're breaking even. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus just buying or new, yeah. or making money. But well, yeah, but that's your uh, it's your time because otherwise it would those two hours wouldn't have been invested. You know, because you're trading the time for it. But but that's yeah. but that's with reclaiming. That's not the only because there's the three R's or the seven R's. How many R's you have now? There's all those other <laughs> there's all those other factors too. And then there's you know so it's it's not like a like a an even wash. Like in my opinion, it's always worth it to take the the extra time. You know if. To to invest in the in the footprint of your of your creations, if possible, you know. To to a point, I, I agree with you to a point. Only yeah. because we're not we're not trying to get canonized here. There's no martyrdom going on, right? We're doing mm. our best to raise awareness, but we're also trying to put food on the table. Specifically, I'm speaking on your behalf for some reason, but you know you're you're making a living at this, and if you've got a coffee table that's due tomorrow. You know, it might kind of sort of be worth it to run out there and uh, and buy a piece of wood mm-hmm. in, instead of having to spend the next six hours running, uh, you know, pallets but through at, your But at the planner. same time, you've got a stash, right? Because you're a reclaimer and a hoarder, uh, but mostly a reclaimer. We'll, we'll say hoarder again. Um, Whatever. But at the same time, <laughs> the lumber yard's closed. You don't have time to run out there. You can run out to the stash and grab some... Grab a couple different things and try it and see how you like to look. I wasn't going to use this, but wow, this does look pretty mm-hmm. cool. Or you, or you put a little time into this, like, I don't like it. Grab next. What else material do I use? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, it's, for I'm just saying it's I a think. balance. It's just it's a balance. Yeah, right? there, there are times you can't you have be to like buy. so, such a zealot that, you know, you sort of sacrifice, you know, the actual reason we do anything, anyways, right? We're, we're not, it's, not a, it's not a religion. It's it's to casually raise awareness and to make sure that you know we're all making better choices. Well, when I'm I trying to punish ourselves. When I started doing this, it was more like a religion, and I was really adamant about. I mean, I used to bang out nails and and you know and all that. Keep them. Like, yeah, reuse old nails and screws and use hardware and 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 now is like you know like as you said, it's like when that was when it was a part time job too. Now that it's a business, like no, sometimes I just have to go to the store and buy screws. I can't I can't go rummaging mm-hmm. through coffee cans to find six matching screws. You know. Um, at a secondhand store, that's just not. You can't run a successful business that way. That's you know. But um, yeah, I forget where I was going with that. But that was kind of there is a there is I think a. You line. were saying Phil is right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where nope. we were going with that. Nope, that yeah. wasn't it. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track here. So, what's another benefit I can think of um, is opportunity, right? You're out and about, you're scrounging, you're doing your thing, dumpster diving, picking up stuff on the curb. And because you're out and about doing that, it gives you the opportunity to find more stuff or to see where things are. I go in the industrial areas sometimes when I'm on the hunt and there's a new shop that's opened up that maybe has stuff that they throw away that I didn't know was there before. So it, it is an opportunity as opposed to, again, you go to the lumber store. It's like, I know this is where I get everything for a traditional woodworker This is or even the steel yard. This is where I can get my stuff. But as a reclaimer, there's a lot of fun and opportunity just mm-hmm. in the fact that you're reclaiming. And I think that's one thing we, we don't consider a benefit is we actually enjoy it. There's there's how much fun do you have when you score, right? I mean... Oh, huge. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It, yeah. and, and you can't find stuff unless you're out looking for stuff. So I'm going to go out and I, I need a couple pallets. So I go out looking for pallets. Hey, the opportunity rises and boom, I just now found an old uh, oak table like you're good at, Phil. You find this old furniture that you can mill down and get some good lumber out of or bed mm-hmm. frames or whatever, whatever the case may be. So I think that that opportunity to go out and just have fun as a reclaimer is just a side benefit of actually gathering what you need for a job or a project. Sure. 
Mm. And also sort of um, raising your own awareness of materials maybe you didn't think of. Like maybe you see a few smashed tiles, right? All of a sudden you got yourself a tabletop made out of mosaic. And you're like, huh. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Mm. I never would have thought of doing that. Or, you know, something that will inspire you for the next project, maybe not even the one you're working on now. And then, you know, that, that kind of thing really gets the juices flowing. And I find that sort of, I think a lot of people sort of struggle with, I don't know, I like to woodwork, but I don't know what to make. I see that on the groups all the time. Like, what do I make, guys? I don't know what to make. And like, I, I find that the guys who are reclaiming or the people who are reclaiming don't really suffer from that as much because you're always sort of charged up on the next thing. I've told uh, people all the time, uh, same thing, they're, uh, you know, a traditional woodworker, hey, you know, what do I make? Well, what have you made before? Well, I, I just made a coffee table. Okay, make a coffee table. Don't use any wood. Right. I mean, just, you know, to kind of open that door. Yeah. And, and I want to make sure that people listening, uh, we're not trashing anybody here because there's things about traditional no. woodworking that I envy with all of my soul. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it's just... This is just a different genre because there's there's the there, they could have the same discussion about woodworking that we're having about reclaiming right now. It's just that we are reclaimers. So, but again, mm. yeah, if you wanna you wanna challenge yourself, it's like okay, I just made a breadboard. Well, all right, make another one. Don't use don't use wood. What can you use? You know, find mm. some corian. Like you said, what about or, a mosaic? Or just like don't, I mean, yeah, don't that would be fun. Yeah, don't spend a dollar. You know what I mean? Like right, don't, yeah, don't use, spend any money yeah. exactly. But that's yeah. that that's that limitation. What can you do it out of your scrap it? Yeah. Yes. Which I find, you know, we talked about that. It, we're like, limitations really do breed the most amount of creativity. Like, mm-hmm. what could you do with nothing but eighth-inch strips? Mm-hmm. Ready, set, go. <sighs> oh, I mean, like holocore doors? are like rabbits. They just breed. <laughs> limitations don't make more limitations. Oh. No, they make more opportunity <laughs> if you're using them right. But um, Kind of along your... <laughs> I love when I say something and Bill just sort of looks at me and like licks his lips or like shifts his eyes back and forth and I don't know where to put myself. <coughs> All righty then. So something about limitations. But we said we weren't going to say that at the beginning of the show, Tim. Right. That was covered. Uh, you, you were talking about the that sort of hunt and finding the inspiration in the hunt. And one of the things that I found, and it, it kind of goes back to my discovery thing, is that if I see something like say say you see something in a dumpster leaning against it and you know you can take it, if it's a business, I'll very often go in and just be like, hey, you know, I saw that by your dumpster. Can I take that? Because then what you, what you're doing is you're creating a dialogue, you're introducing yourself, and you're meeting interesting people, not just community people, but now you're broadening the community and and then you get you. I mean, I've had I have people to call me now, like that sign place I just scored all that acrylic from. They had put some stuff out. They put a pallet out, and I yes. left a card saying thanks for the pallet. So networking, right? And now I'm getting like hundreds of hundreds of dollars of like like plexiglass from them when they're they're done with it. And and I was because you know Crazy. it's like it is it is it be, it just that networking because every industry has waste and and you don't know whether you can use that waste or not until you know what the waste is and you have a contact there and and every industry that has waste would love to not pay to throw it away. So if you can find yeah. a solution for their waste, you become like this huge benefit to them. And they will call you and Definitely. they'll bring it to you even, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think another benefit is, um, this seems weird, but the story, right? And I think we've all discussed this in the past about oh, yeah. the fact oh, yeah. that, of course. you know, the, that's, the that's story. It's really important to bring it up, though. Good job. If you're, if you're selling your, your goods, if you're selling your cutting boards, although I'm not really advocating 
making cutting boards out of reclaimed wood because you don't know, whatever. Uh, but let's say whatever the case may be is. Whatever you're making, right? Throwing a story at it, you know, legitimately. You know, like, I... This is part of uh, the Ernestina. This is a 150-year-old boat that's now part of your... You know, uh, I think I sold I sold a chessboard one time and it, w it had uh, chestnut in it. I'm like, this is made from extinct American chestnut, right? Like, you just can't get this wood anymore. Like, there's a real story. You know, the oak in this is, you know, from a pallet or... I mean, that's not as sexy, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, there's a whole... There's a whole element, especially when it's a gift, of imbuing an item with a story that goes beyond this guy picked up some wood at the store and made this thing for me. And I think mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's really beneficial. Again, if you're doing this as a business, if you're doing this as a hobby, it's fun to have the story. I love having a story behind all the things I make. But if you're, if you're doing it as a business, man oh man, um, does that add another element and another source of value Right. to whatever it is that you're making. It's not just another chessboard. It's a chessboard with a story and a history to it. Well, it's it's instant heirloom, right? It's like, you yeah. know, when you get something handed down, it's like, hey, this is my grandfather's, you know, screwdriver set that he had for 100 years. There's that story behind it and got went to your dad, then it went to you or your mm -hmm. grandmother's, you know, table saw that came down, whatever. You got instant yeah. heirloom ability with reclaiming. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, actually, I guess this brings up because I'm looking at it. Um, the, the, uh, I, what are these? These tiny little, uh, little sandboxes that we got from Gangi and Pop Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Sand that's gardens. right. Yeah. Uh, were we allowed to talk about this? Yeah. We're yeah. Yeah. We've talked yeah. about it. So. We're yeah. all lagging yeah. on getting the actual sand from our local area and posting pictures yet, but we're going to do that. Well, to be fair to, 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 to Tim and I, it's the dead of winter here. Yeah, the, the sand so is frozen solid right now. Sand. Well, it was snow. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, so all, all to say is this sort of this, this idea that, uh, that Greg had was selling these items. I, I guess it's more of like a little Zen garden, right? And it comes with a little rake yeah. and you can, you know, you know it's a desk uh, ornament kind of thing. And, uh, and, and he created each one of these things and has a story that, that matches up with where we are in the country. You know, Bill's is right. a redwood. He's in California. Mine is, right. Yeah, mine is a maple. I'm Canadian. And Tim, what was yours made out? Oh, cherry, right? It was a dark cherry. cherry. Yeah. yeah. So um, because of Tim's love for, you know, cherry Cokes. So it makes a ton of sense, right? And it just sort of it's personalized. And, and you have a connection to this item instead of just another thing you picked up at, you know, Sears or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So I think it's brilliant. And, you know, and, uh, and, and again, a really giftable item. Uh, yeah. So, and, and that that brings me to my last one uh, is the you just said it, Phil. The connection to something. What mm -hmm. if uh, one of the things as upcyclers or reclaimers, um, and I've done this. I had um, Casey's business partner brought me uh, a coffee table that her and her husband bought. It was their first piece of furniture they bought together as a couple. A hundred mm -hmm. years later, kids later, they she's got this, and she wanted me to actually turn it into a dining table. So there's that, that connection feeling uh, that you can do for somebody or even yourself. What if you, you know, you have something that maybe broke, maybe you're, you know, the, something broke and you can't really fix it, but you can still use part of that and create something new with it. There's that connection that you can keep alive. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think that's pretty fun too. There's, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know. So, so I, I find myself getting lost in projects that way. And especially if it's meaningful, whether it's for myself or somebody else, it just, it, 
I don't know. It, it turns it. It's not a project. It's not a. It's not a commission now. Now it's it's this thing. It's this art. It's this. You know, that's the the epitome of makerdom, right? Is when you're able to mm-hmm. do something like that. I, I liken it to when uh, you know your kids when they were younger had those their blankie that they carried on with them everywhere, mm. and then you cut a little square of it with them. You know, when they get too old for the blankie, and they sort of just right. have that somewhere. You know, it's that that thing you're taking forward with you to help you remember earlier times, I guess, or memories, or whatever the case may be. Mm. I like well, that though. Yeah, when I when I first started woodworking, uh, you know, I told the story of how I rented from a cabinet maker and I had made a couple guitars and you know we were buying wood it was you know well, I wasn't hip to this stuff but I used to just sort of zone out on the sanding and I was because I was learning and researching all, like mahogany and ebony and all the things that I wanted to use because all the nice guitars are made of them and, and so I was like reading books about it because it's like the internet was kind of lame then and you know and uh <laughs> and um and I would just sit and sort of as I was you know sanding I just sort of daydream and think about the journey that the the tree took you know, growing up in Africa and how it ended up here and this and that. And that's what made me a reclaimer when I started thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, as I started thinking about the footprint. Um, and so that's translated into what I do now with the stuff I use, like you're talking about like the chestnut and, and trying to share that passion with your, with people on, on, you know, the internet and, and, you know, through this podcast and with your customers and like sharing that passion for just the things that are in our lives and almost like that, that lady that had that Netflix thing about the tidying up and holding things in your hand and seeing if they're if they mean something to you like I want everything that we make to mean something and it doesn't oh. and it doesn't just start with us I love the I love the idea I can take meaning from before my involvement with it and just add to that story instead of starting a story mm. or just creating a story you know yeah it's like a tapestry yeah a story tapestry yeah you, know, yeah. you add or a quilt or whatever right it's like you're you're adding a patch to this thing and then pushing it forward almost like a relay right right so you take the you know the barn got built from the tree that grew there that that got knocked down that got turned into the coffee table that sat in the living room of the new house that you know i love that just adding to that story and seeing how long it can go and that's that's really the heart of reclaiming for me you know besides the tree hugging (laughs) yeah because that could that could get a little abrasive on your face yeah um yeah that explains a lot (laughs) Yes, that rash you've had for four years. (laughs) Okay, what else we got? What's another benefit to reclaiming that's not immediately obvious? Last one, make it a good one. Uh, That's it. That's it. Uh, There are no more. We've we've said them all. There's no more benefits. If you want more, you have to not be a reclaimer. The only one I had written down that we didn't get to was just the kind of when we're talking about like the the tolerances and versus new stuff is that the happy accidents that you find in in reclaim stuff when you you cut into something and you find that there's like that like there's some damage in there from years past is like you know a Civil War bullet in it or whatever you know the, the yeah. those happy accidents that you find when you're reclaiming that break your saw blade but then you're like kind of like oh that was actually really cool you know yeah. even some that don't break your saw blade just yeah. when you're when you're cutting into um, barn wood or pallet wood there's a lot of voids and stuff that just adds to the character that's yeah. You can't get that with rig. I mean, sometimes I bought when I bought dimensional lumber. I tried to search out and try to find the wood that's interesting. Maybe it has a, a neat looking knot or something, and, and you really have to, you really have to search for it, right? But mm-hmm. not so much when you're a reclaimer. You cut mm-hmm. in some barn wood, and there's a beautiful void where I don't know some kind of. Most people know what they are, but it's like some ant tunnels or something in there yeah. or whatever wormholes, right? Yeah. It, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. You don't get that. You know, traditionally, without yeah. doing a lot of hard work or paying up the wazoo for it. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes, 
But sometimes you can buy that stuff new. Wormy yeah. Maple is like a buck a board foot. Oh it's yeah, it's got all that character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's that's like Wormy Maple is the Canadian palette. I mean, come on, we don't get that down here. It comes from Ohio. Nice try. <laughs> it's, like, it's Canada South. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Southern I'm Canada. I'm sure everyone in Ohio like is Canada. like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure everyone in Ohio is going, oh, that's, where right, that, eh? that's where Neil, Neil Young wrote that song, Southern Man, right, Ohio, it's Southern Canada. He's from Canada. <laughs> Those were two different songs. I know. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think either of them are songs, actually. I think Bill's just hallucinating. No, one is Southern Man, Why and the other Southern one Man? was, uh, yeah, What's it the, was Four Dead in Ohio. Four dead in Ohio. What song is that? Is that? That was Neil Young. That's the song. I'm pretty. But it's not Southern Man. It's not the same song. No, it's not Southern. Two no, songs no, no, no. by Neil Young. I was making yeah. it funny. Yeah, nailed I love it. it. When I love it when the musician doesn't know stuff about music. Yeah, he's like Neil Young. I feel like I've heard that name. Before. Do you know how many songs? <laughs> is he big? Do you know how is many songs big? have been written and how many musical artists there are? Like you can't know every song. Twelve by twelve. It's at least fifteen. Yeah, Eminem. I'm sorry, Tim, okay, but I just I thought more of you. I, I don't know what to say. Did you know that? Whoa. Did you know that Neil Young drives electric like caddies and Lincolns and stuff from the 50s and 60s that he's he's electrified, turning into electric vehicles. They're pretty. That I didn't know, but he, I did know tools, that he was a bit of a prog. Yeah, and he, and he like he like drives like cross country in these things and stuff because he has the budget to do it right, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. But, like yeah. he'll like, he's got that semi truck full of batteries that follows him. Exactly. You can drive cross country in an electric car now. Like there oh, are, easily. yeah, there are charging stations everywhere, and well, a lot of these, like especially if you're driving a Tesla, you can supercharge the car in like 45 minutes to get another 200 miles. You out. know what's you know what's yeah. funny about that? So uh, in the Bay Area, and, and Casey and I were looking at this the other day. You go to Whole Foods, you go to Target, whatever. There's a Tesla parking, and they're full up with people waiting. And it just dawned on me, the reason they're waiting is these people don't have a garage, right? They bought an electric car with no place to charge it. So they have to go to these parking lots to wait around to supercharge their car. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, right, because around here you wouldn't wouldn't buy a Tesla if you didn't have a garage here because of the winter. You know? Yeah. More people have But the other thing is, is that, like... Every, it, it comes with a charger, right? You can always charge these things with like a 110 volt, but it'll yeah. take like eight hours. When you take well, it to the saying, supermarket, but, but you charge you it in 40 minutes. Do that, you can't do that when you live in a condo complex and you're on the fourth floor. Right. That's a heck and of a extension, extension cord, cord right? out the window, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and there's no saying, underground is, is, parking, right? Yeah. Some do, some don't, though. This is the Bay Area, dude. They're... They're stacking them up, and it's getting crazy. But I, I, lo- huh. I love the idea of the electric car. It's just we're still infancy, right? We're in well, the infancy yet. But people yeah. are buying these. Oh, man, I can't believe I got a Tesla. This is great. I can afford it. I love this thing. It's got great range. Where do I charge it? Honey, we got to go to Target. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. But I'd say we're beyond infancy because hmm. I think hearts and minds are starting to be one. In about 10 years, you're going to look at a gas – five years. In five years, you're going to look at a gas car – the way people look at at uh, people who still smoke. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think I yeah. think cars now are going to be like we see a Model T or something on the road. It's going to be quaint. It's going to be antiquated, yeah. but it's not going to be you know people in disgust like oh I can't believe you're still driving a gas car because no, there won't be as many on the road. They will take a look at what's going on with climate change right now. People are like we got to do something already. Like enough. We gotta yeah, wake we up. Are doing you know, so, if, you, so. if if you watch the Super Bowl, Bill, which you didn't, every other commercial was a car company introducing a new electric car. Even the yeah. Hummer, they're even did making see, an electric. Hummer. Did you see Ford's Ford's new SUV, all electric? You know what they're calling it? What 
Uh, the irony? What? No, it's the Mustang. It's a it's oh, a the Mustang. Mustang. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustang. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if I like that or not. I don't know. It's like a crossover. Um, I think it's a total shill move yep. to try to capitalize on people's emotions, and I hate that. Yeah. Come up with Same something. Same thing as, uh, yeah. who is it? Um, it's a new um, car. Um, Give it a new uh, name. Electric. You know? Yeah. GMC GMC is going to do the same thing with the electric truck, but they're going to go into the Hummer name. So an electric yeah. truck from GMC, they're going to call it a Hummer something or other. Yeah, that doesn't even make any sense. Well, Hummers have trucks. GMC owns Hummer. I know, but Hummers are like are thought of a as brand. Like gas yeah. guzzlers. You know, but that's kind of. But that's the actually they were originally. No, but that's what makes sense about military it. type go anywhere vehicles. But yeah, but that's yeah. what that's what makes sense about it is that they're taking this. New, I mean, it was like in the in the nineties and the early two thousands that, that Hummer it was the epitome of the problem in the SUV world, right? Yeah. And now they're going to take that and make it like the flagship. You know what I mean? They're like trying to it's reverse that to brand. Own it. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're going to say, okay, you know what? We did this. Now we're going to do this. You know. It's ballsy. It is. I'll give you is. that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I, know go the other Hummer, way. I know a lot of Hummer owners that are that are not going to like the electric Hummer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I think we topped it off with a little bit of guilt. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, dinner at my uh, mother's house. Perfect. Okay. It's a holiday. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. Um, let's see here. iTunes review. Are there any iTunes reviews? Let's uh, take a, a looky loo. Actually, did you get that one, Bill, last week? I think I think we I did. I think we are caught up. I'll, I'll tell you. I, we were all caught up last week. I can say that. Yeah. Let me see if there are any internationales. No, nothing new this week, too? I'm looking right now. I'll tell you. I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we read that one. Hmm. You read you read the dog food one and the the readers, the readers, the readers. Did we read the, the readers? readers? The dog food one we definitely read. Yeah, we're all caught up. Yep, all caught. Up. All right. Okay. So um, well, that means that this, this segment's a bust. We need some more reviews, guys. Yeah, John. <laughs> well, John did send us an email and a, and yeah. a topic uh, yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly under. We're probably review. not going to use it, John. But thanks for the effort. Yeah, man. I'm not. Maybe I'm, if you left a review once in a while. I know. I know. We owe you nothing, um, John. <laughs> keep your Grecian ideas to themselves. <laughs> Grecian. <laughs> hey, you and your Greco-Roman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, okay. Let's see here. Weekly tip segment. What, anybody got any good tips? Hot tips? You know, I got kind of a suedo tip. Let me think how I would put this here. Suedo. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, and, and you're going to like this. Pseudo. Because, yeah. No, suedo. Trust me. I got a suedo yeah. tip. So right. let's say you're a reclaimer and you have a benefit of being in this community and you're building something and you want it to be meaningful. Well, one, here's a tip. Reach out to that community because I got in the mail yesterday a, a fretboard that's going to go on my daughter's ukulele that I'm making from Mr. Tim Sway, hence the suedo tip. Get it? Tim Sway. Suedo. Yeah, I don't get the dough part. No, though. that was not even close no? to. Yeah. All not right. even a little bit? Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so, but seriously, uh, we, we often forget about that. There's a lot of tips inside the shop, and we can tell you how to, you know, unbend your nails and whatever, but uh, if you're making something, you don't have something, or, or you know, especially in the reclaiming community, there's if you're looking for that one bent piece of metal that came off of a, a swing set from the 70s, 
a reclaimer's probably got it. One of us has it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of us has it. I mean, think about that. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. A little, little suedo tippage there, huh? Yeah, and we're all up for horse trading, that's for sure. I mean, because if I have some right? bent piece of 70s swing set that I've been looking at for three years, I'm probably tired of looking at it, but I took it because I didn't want to see it get thrown away. So I'd love to give it to someone right. that has a use for it. And then and then guarantee that person has something that's been sitting on the floor of their shop for three years that they don't know what to do with, you know. Right. It's kind of yeah. fun. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it is. So there you go. That's my tip. Good tip. I'll take it. Good tip. Um, and what grabbed your attention this week, let's start with Tim this time. Jeez, I don't even—I don't even have anything written down. Um, I don't know if I have anything. Um, it's Bill because he's waving. So go, Bill. You go. <laughs> well, I'm gonna—I'm gonna go ahead and continue with my line of reasoning and cheating at these segments. Uh, what caught my attention this week? And again, another benefit to uh, you know being a reclaimer is that uh, community and, and the uniqueness and the discovery and all that stuff. So I posted, uh, a, uh, a slight video, uh, Instagram video of my friend who made this amazing cigar box guitar with a thumb baseline extra string. And I posted that video in the, uh, one of the C- cigar box guitar forums or groups on Facebook, friends of CB Giddy. And people lost their minds. So what I'm talking about is Tim made the cigar box guitar. This unique feature he added to it was he's playing a bass note with his thumb while playing the guitar. So anyway, people were like, oh, my God, Bill, you're amazing. Well, first they thought I did it. So after I let them think that for a while, then I said, no, no. <laughs> Three my days. Friend Tim. Yeah. And then yeah. they started asking me questions about it. Um, I don't know. Let me find out. He's probably going to make a video for crying out loud. So Tim is going to make a video. He already made the video. He's going to release it this coming weekend. So that's what caught my attention, the amazing cigar box guitar uniqueness that Tim did. And I wasn't even offended because, like, he's trying to, you know, he's not, it's not enough that he makes amazing guitars, but now he's trying to horn in on my little thing. But go ahead, Tim. Seriously, right. it's okay. I tell, I tell you what, the, the most interesting thing out of that build for me that I would recommend you think about in your next one, Bill, is that I did not put the neck in it straight. I put it at that angle. And it sits really nice on your lap like that, and it fits under the crook yeah. of your arm. I think that that I mean like mine is done that way for a couple of reasons you know that have to do with the weirdness of the design but I think that if I were to make more of these I would absolutely 100% make them at an angle like that so that's it's actually it's been done I'm sure and, it has uh, yeah um there's a there's a there's a, a guy just passed away uh, Shane Spiel is like the cigar box king anyway he used to support this guy from Africa his name I believe was Weebay and he had a one string stick stuck through a a gas can at an angle like that and that yeah. was like his whole thing and this guy was amazing the music he played with that and he got kind of like some worldwide recognition he passed I think I've away. seen him yeah yeah um, but anyway so that, that angle in there and I've thought about that a few times because you're right when it's sitting on your lap because it's, it's it's hard to actually stand up and play those because you don't usually put a strap on it you can and I've seen people doing it but I'm usually sitting down when I play that and yeah if it was twisted up just a smidge man that would be fun it would be a mm. lot of fun so yeah Okay. Um, I found a video that uh, uh, just Google or search on YouTube, rather, Lego microtonal guitar. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of going around right now uh, in that in that circle. It's kind of the guy moves. You can move the Legos on. The, he has a Lego fretboard. And you can move the Legos on the fretboard to change the microtune, oh, wow. microtune the instrument. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> so that's mine. Hmm. 
What about you, um, Phil? You've had a lot of downtime trying to heal and get better. Uh, do you spend any of that time being uh, bingy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've watched a lot of TV, but um, the thing I want to talk about is the video that uh, that Chris Salamone put out about uh, about Kobe. It's called the Black Mama Coffee Table. Anyways, nice. I- I'm going to let you go ahead and, and watch this thing. Um, and the build was cool and whatever, but I think the thing that really stuck with me was the emotion attached to this, this video. Like, it really was a very, very uh, raw almost micro documentary about Chris and his I mean he's in LA so obviously he's got an attachment to Kobe more than uh, more than some or all of us I don't know but uh, I thought it was incredibly well done and uh, and what probably the only woodworking video I've ever seen that that brought a tear to my eye so wow. uh, check wow. that one out hmm. and uh, and that's what uh, that's what grabbed my attention this week um, our websites are williamlutz.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Do not be shy. Or you can get us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. Um, leave us those iTunes reviews. All kidding aside, they, um, they're a fun little segment, and they really do help getting uh, more people listening to the podcast. So you can check out reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And uh, there's a link there to leave a review, and we will read out all of the five-star reviews. Don't <laughs> bother leaving anything else. And uh, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Um, thank you to uh, – we've had a couple of uh, new ones this week, and uh, and I actually don't have the list with me here, but uh, very much appreciated, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, we will uh, you know hopefully continue to put out the quality content you guys expect to hear from us. <laughs> Sorry, I – Sorry, I broke there. <laughs> yeah, why'd you laugh? Seriously. What do you mean? Sorry. Well, no, because it is. It's great. Um, and yeah, and we have a lot of fun doing it, but uh, we c- we can't do it, you know, without you guys. So so thank you. Yes. And that's uh, that's the end of what I was gonna say. So have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. And you know, four years in, we make the smoothest outros too. <laughs> I know, Ever. not not bumpy or awkward at all. So that's good, <laughs> all just right. tremendously good. All right, be good. <laughs> <laughs>